Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Now, it's Real Life Lending with your host, financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. We're celebrating our fifth year on the air a little bit about me. I created the show a long, long time ago on a little station up in Sacramento and continuously have grown and added uh, stations like yourself just because I was tired of hearing what the national media was saying about the real estate market during our downturn. Uh, banks were bad. Banks were evil. Real estate was a terrible investment. You needed a 900 FICO score and 80% down to buy real estate. And I just wanted to create a place for consumers like yourself, sitting there, driving in your car, sitting at home, listening to the radio, to have an outlet, a resource to get the truth about what you can do and what you can't do in our ever-changing real estate market. We all know, especially on the lending side, that the way we did business, who we did business with, and we saw banks go away, we saw a lot of loan officers go away, and it was changing. And if you're not living and breathing this seven days a week, you're going to miss something. A little bit about myself. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years, currently the Northern California Area Manager for Essex Mortgage. And I run the beautiful Loan Center up in Northern California, and we fund, we're a direct lender, we make all lending decisions in-house. We fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. Doesn't make us a big box bank, and we're thankful for that every week. Uh, Maybe we have some more common sense approach to underwriting some different products, but more importantly, we look at ourselves as educators. Uh, My staff and everybody that works for me looks at themselves as, hey, let's educate you on one of the largest purchases you're probably ever going to make in your life, give you the power to know exactly how much that house is going to cost you each month, how much money you're going to bring to close, what your payment's going to be at different price points, and educate you about the process, what to do and what not to do. And sometimes we have to remind you folks, certain more of you than others, that what not to do during a real estate transaction. But uh, I just want to give you the power to make the right decision, whether it's a your first time home buyer, or maybe you're buying your first investment property, maybe your first commercial building. We get all questions and answers here. And the best way to reach us during the show or even after the show, there's a couple ways. We have a text line throughout Northern California. It's real simple. 916-806-0606. Again, 916-806-0606. We also have our website, reallifelending.com. Again, reallifelending.com. And another homework assignment for everybody tonight, I want you to jump on Facebook. I know you're already looking at it. You probably got it in your hand. Type in Real Life Lending Radio Show. Uh, you'll find, see us. You'll see us come up. You'll see a picture of myself. You'll see able to see podcasts of older shows. You'll be able to text me, email me with questions, or maybe even give me a show topic. So do that. Like us and you know follow us because I think it's really important. Things are changing. We try to update everybody as soon as we can. Everybody in studio, we have Miss Jessica Couch. Hi, Jessica. Good evening. 
Remind everybody who you are and what you do. Uh, full-time realtor. My real niche is investment properties, although I'll say I'm doing more and more of move-up buyers with everyone's recent equity. Um, they're being able to purchase a larger home and sell their you know smaller homes. So Absolutely. It's, ex- it's, ex- it's an exciting time right now. I know that we talk about it every week and everybody's tired of hearing about it, especially down in the Bay Area. By the way, I grew up in the Bay Area. I know that market extremely well. I'm down there twice a month. U.S. housing inventory sinks to 30-year low. Um, nationwide homes rose by 6.5%, some of us more here in our area, uh, in June, while inventory shrunk by 7, 7%. So prices gained 6%, but uh, inventory dropped by 7, 7% from year to year. Seeing the same thing, because I know you, do, you, do, you uh, handle real estate transactions throughout the state. True. I really felt a little bit of a lull for a couple of weeks there, and we seem to go back to this real frenzy. And sure. I would have to say part of that is tied to rates. I mean, what are you saying on the pre-approval side right now? Yeah, you know, rates have pretty much been unchanged the last week. They're they're hovering right where they are. I really think that depending on what's happening financially, honestly, look, the market's great. There's great economic news, even though you won't hear about it. Uh, regardless of how you feel about the current administration, things are getting better. We have a situation here uh, throughout, this, actually nationally, but here more than else. But I think what's attracting what I'm seeing is people understand that rates are still low. Mm-hmm. Inflation hasn't kicked in yet. We all know it's going to. Right. You can't print money for 10 years and, and keep interest rates low. We know they're artificial. And as I said last week, I truly think the next big bubble you know, I know that everybody talks about that. We're at a bubble crisis now in home prices, which isn't going to happen because inventory is so low and we don't see it getting any better anytime short because building stopped. But what I think the next bubble is, is not even the student loans. I think it's going to be the bond market. I think uh, as you see the market and the economy get, straight, get stronger and stronger, we have the jobs report. We have six million, over 6 million job, new, uh, jobs in the United States. We have mm-hmm. 7 million unemployed. Do the math. Um, so things I think are really getting better. However, I think that our spending is going to catch up with us and our printing of money is going to catch up with us. And I think interest rates are going to slowly, I don't think we're going to see anything major, but I think we're going to slowly see an increase. That's how I see it. Um, what, are you seeing any trends this year that's changing other than all of a sudden the phones are ringing again? Well, the phones are ringing. I think I'm dealing with a lot um, savvier buyers and certainly savvy sellers that are not wanting to uh, misprice their property right. and ask for too much and be greedy about it and sit in the market a little too long. So that's been really refreshing. I mean, everything priced appropriately. We get multiple offers on within three or four days in, in most markets. Yeah, and maybe not so much in the Bay Area, but I know the luxury market has, you know, we're up seven and a half percent from last year. Uh, and I think that uh, it's, it's, People are finally getting realistic values on their house. Maybe, you know, people were shooting for the moon when the market right. was, was going up. I think everybody's maybe some adjustments. They're, they've, they've priced accordingly. And we're getting multiple offers, especially in the Bay Area, but even throughout the state. The high-end stuff has been the last demographic, last piece of our puzzle to recover. But I think it's great. Right. No, yeah. very exciting for sure. Inventory right now, and we keep going back to that, is at a 30-year low. Oh, I feel uh, it. <laughs> it's 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 ridiculous and and inventory share of all households about 1.9 percent well this is a stat stat that i find just amazing is that u.s home prices have grown by 50 percent since bottoming out in 2011 wow 50 percent remember last year when i or last week when i told you folks that you know all that equity that you lost on paper uh is now back and then some right and it really truly is and i think that's might be why the phone's ringing because you know what's the biggest 
what's the biggest demographic that's been we've been waiting to jump, waiting to pop? Luxury. Well, that and the move up buyer right. and the and the, the we need that that starter home inventory. Very and people true. have been kind of reluctant, I think, to actually make that move. Right. It's a great time. Uh-huh. You know, you're going to get the most free property. You're, how many listing appointments did you go on this week? Oh, I, we have a lot of listings, more Pe- than we typically have at one people point. People are listening, hopefully, to this show that it's a great time. To, to actually make that move. You've got a window of opportunity, I think, through through maybe next year where I think we're going to enjoy low interest rates. Low, I mean, by historic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to see the 6 or 7s or 14s like we did in the 80s. Right. But I think we're going to see some adjustments, and I, I really think that we've got a great opportunity. And the lending industry is actually kind of identifying with some new products. And one of the things I really want to talk about is, you know, we talk about success stories each week is we've got people just like yourself, whether, like I said, whether you're sitting there listening to the show or driving in traffic home, we helped just last week from the Bay Area, 22 people called for pre-approval. Wow. 18 of them are actually out looking at homes. The other ones we're working on. So, folks, this is the time to stop. This is the year. If you listen to my ads, this is the year to stop paying your landlord's mortgage. Go through the process and get pre-approved and get educated. Uh, that's what it's all about. Right. It, it's really not that hard of a process. I think people, especially when they get to your desk and they, they meet with you and they bring in their box and you know they find out they have five things they need to go gather. They're sure. like, that wasn't nearly as bad as I was anticipating. I get that, that was, all the time. Yeah. Is that, wow. That And when I send out that approval, yeah, that wasn't that difficult. Right. Everybody tells me it's terrible. But you know, we do all of our work on the front end, so it makes the home buying process a much better one because we know it's all it's emotional, right? Right. And we want to get all that busy work, all that documentation. We want to get your file in front of our own underwriter who's going to approve your file before you even start looking because that way you're going to know what your payment's going to be, what you qualify for, and it takes all the guesswork out. Right. And there's no surprise. That way you can focus on where the couch is going to go and what picture is going to be there. I think it's a great idea. It is. So again, if you want to go through our pre-approval process, text me or shoot me a call, 916-806-0606. We have a new office in San San Jose Ooh. coming on board. So uh, we, we're down there. We're around. We're, we're actually going to be national here throughout all 50 states by the end of the year. Wow. We are currently at 26 states. So those of you investors that are looking outside of California, we can handle those pre-approvals. I actually got a call. I got a call this week from a referral from an agent, from a listener to the show. It says, I have a client that wants to move. They're selling their house and they don't know where they're going to move yet. They're going to move to either Montana, Idaho, or Nevada. Wow. And they wanted a pre-approval to blanket all those states just in case they saw something they wanted to make an offer on. Wow. I said, sure, I can help you with that. Uh, and it's kind of unique to be able to actually help somebody nationally now. Right. Well, no, I was going to say, that's a really big spread. I bet you could buy a lot more in Montana than you could get in Nevada. It's coming from California right. to Idaho, which I think he's really staring towards. And it's, it, you're right. It's a, it's a huge difference of what he can buy. But it's, it's terrific that they can use one in-house lender. They're here now. Absolutely. That, that's terrific. You know, one of the things about the pre-approval process, you know, everybody says how, how definitely easy it is. And we're actually closing loans. And again, people like yourself have called us and started the process. And don't be afraid of what's on your credit report or maybe a question that you're afraid of. Trust me, I've seen it six times already this week. I've probably experienced it myself. Uh-huh. So do not. One of the things, the biggest hurdle I think people have is they're afraid to start the process. Yep. You know, I, I've been there. We've all been there. One of the things that I like to do is just give me a starting point. 
Just tell me where you're at now. I had a call from uh, a gal who you referred, a uh, property manager referred somebody to me who wants to buy a duplex. Oh, First time investor was 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 concerned about she was getting quoted rates on a multifamily investment property and why weren't they in the three percent range? So and I guess her loan officer didn't explain to her about loan level price adjustments for the multi unit and mm-hmm. for the investment property. And she actually left the conversation probably gonna go back to her other lender because it's somebody that she knows. Uh-huh. But at least she's educated and oh, understands what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on, Jessica? Oh, let's see. Um, we still have our lack of inventory. We're still running around <clears throat> with a good amount of buyers right now. Um, all of the other homes are selling. Where where will this month take us? I mean, where, where what is your prediction right now with as kids go back to school? Typically, we see a little lull in the marketplace, which I, I don't think we're going to see much of this. Well, we're going to see at least a couple of weeks of moms out having fun, uh-huh. okay, enjoying the solitude. Because I know my wife, our kid, my kids go back tomorrow. She's going to take the day and sit there and listen to the quiet and peace and quiet <laughs> for a while, and then there she's going. And most of them are actually going to start looking. And I think it's. I really think typically it slows down usually when kids go back to Mm -hmm. school. But like you said, it's kind of the opposite this year. I think kind of everybody was kind of a wait and see Uh this summer, which was really strange. I would agree. And I think finally everybody realizes that, hey, interest rates are where they're at and it's a great time to buy real estate. All right, folks, we're coming up on our first break. If you have any questions, 916-806-0606, You're listening to Real Life Lending. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky-McKay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric Ilofsky-McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. We're talking lending and we're talking real estate again. Our text line, 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606, or reallifelending.com. You know, one of the things I want to mention, Jessica, is that, um, I, I, you know, we talk about success stories. We have a ton of them to go through. But, you know, one of the things I, that I want to make note of is I had a, a borrower that was referred to me from an agent that came to me they were kind of over it they they were told that they needed to pay off a car payment in order to qualify they wanted to use a conventional three percent down product uh-huh. which is becoming uh, a, a, the norm uh, low down payment mortgages are becoming the norm kind of and i want to touch base on that from fannie and freddie yeah. however you know they say your debt to income ratio is too high well i said well hey great send me your stuff uh the agent sent forward to me all their information actually a previous lender sent me everything and one of the things, folks, if you were out there shopping and there's, you wanted to use a conventional loan and you've been told no, and conventional loans are great because you have a 3% down, FHA is 3.5%, right. uh, you don't have to count your spouse's liabilities on a conventional loan as you do on FHA. So that was kind of the reasoning to use conventional, didn't want to use FHA. And she sent it to me at 9 o'clock this morning. We had the underwriter review it and pre-approval out by 2. Wow. So... And one of the things that people don't know is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have just made some huge adjustments in their debt-to-income ratio guidelines. They went from 45 to 50 That's without big. the compensating factors. So this loan officer – and this all happened July 29th. So the previous loan officer either didn't know that or didn't think about it because she's her ratios within guidelines. They're a little high. But we got her approved slide through. It was pretty easy. Honestly. So again, if you've been told no by another lender or recently on a conventional loan, or maybe you were trying to refinance to get rid of mortgage insurance and your debt to income ratio was still too high, you know, give me a call because we are doing these and we're actually saving one of our old clients $357 That's a month right. by getting rid of mortgage insurance and dropping your interest rate. The FHA is a great tool 
to buy the house. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you have a seasoning issue because of a short sale or foreclosure. But obviously, you don't want to pay that mortgage insurance forever. Right. And I got to tell you, if you're sitting there, folks, and you have an FHA loan and you've gotten it within the last two years, you know, I guarantee you that we can save you some money. That's a great way to refinance. And that seems to be a big part of my business right now because uh-huh. I think people are thinking interest rates are going to go up. And mortgage insurance is forever on that FHA loan, folks. Right. It doesn't go away. So it's a great time to look at that and maybe take a look at conventional again. How many... You know, we have how many 10-year, all those, you know, from the downturn, those 10-year mm-hmm. interest only, they're all going to adjust this year. Right. So this is the year. So it's a great time to refinance. Hey, we got a text question, Jessica. Uh, this is from Muhammad in Fremont. Um, I'm going to summarize this. Making an offer on investment property, what type of disclosures will seller provide? Seller should provide all of the regular disclosures, a transfer disclosure statement, seller property questionnaire, um, and your agent and the other agent should both provide a um, agent visual inspection disclosure as well. Correct. Well, that's because obviously an investment property is different than a primary residence, right? right? The the owner hasn't lived there. So theoretically, they wouldn't know all the attributes and the quirks of the house. Mm -hmm. So that's why an AVID is required, correct? Seller disclosure. They have to, now they have to tell you if they know of something, right? They do. And you would also to be wise to do all of your reports and they still have to report anything they know about most of the investment properties that i sell have had a property manager and the property manager brings anything that's been repaired to my attention they send one long list and summary of of rent payments Um, but i find you know you and i are on these all the time on the other side and it seems to be like pulling teeth to get a tenant estoppel or a lease agreement or well that's a question i had too is that what what obligations does the does the uh, seller have to provide for rental agreements or, or income producing or normal operating expenses? What what, do they have, what obligations do they have? Well, I write the contract to say, you know, our, our residential income purchase agreement to say we need a copy of the lease and a copy of the tenant estoppel certificates. And those okay. are part of our disclosures that we have seven days to review. So, you know, we just helped a, a client, friend of friend of yours who became a friend of mine. Sure. And the agent, the broker on the other side came back and said, well, your contingency period is up. And I said, no, no, you're mistaken. And we have seven days from the time you get us all this information. Right. It took them about 10 days to supply all the information. And right. we just milked our escrow um, because we had the time to really consider it and go through all the documentation. Now, let me ask you another question. Is that uh, most multi-units, because this is an educational process, mm-hmm. and somebody called me today. And when you make an offer on a multi-unit, normally you're not going to be able to get in to see it until you have a contract, right? Most likely, yeah. Because there's all subject to, because right. obviously the owner doesn't, and let's think about it logically, the owner doesn't want to bother the tenants with every day when somebody wants to come view the property. Right. So they need some type of commitment. That's kind of the norm for a multi-unit investment property. Mm-hmm. Is it, it is. ever the opposite? Rarely, um, I would say sometimes if if I'm having an issue and it's a smaller, it's a single family or it's just a duplex, I will encourage the agent to you know post a 24 hour notice or get the property manager to post a 24 hour notice because certainly if these tenants want to stay here with their new you know their new owner, sure. we're, we'd want to see some cooperation up front. Do you have to ask that in the purchase contract if the tenants are going to stay or not? Well, you'd be wise to. Okay. All right, folks, that's a good question. Again, good text question. Our text line is 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606. We'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky mckay All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. Lots of ways to get a hold of us. Reallifelending.com. Again, reallifelending.com. Jump on Facebook, 
Real Life Lending Radio Show. You know, Jessica, one of the things I, I you uh, work a lot with our Bay Area uh, clients as well as investors, and you do a lot more than the average agent. Why don't you tell everybody some of the specific, especially for our listeners, kind of like our, our own special thing here. Yeah. Um, I know that you have um, some unique uh, services that you do for uh, home sellers. I do, especially when, when listing. Um, something that we do you know, on our team is offer free cleaning, staging, photography. They get a virtual tour, aerial and drone coverage. That then goes out to SEO um, coverage and brings in more more followers because we have a video set up for one, two, three main street or whatever the address is. Right. <clears throat> um, they get radio mention. We do something special with the neighborhood that uh, we, we discuss with them to bring in the, the better opportunity to bring in more buyers to their property right. um, as well as open houses every single weekend. And we have a cap for our sellers, which is $10,000. So that's all they're going to pay on, on listing side for commission. Of course, we need to have an appropriate commission set up for the buyer's agent, depending on whatever that is. If, if the market dictates, Takes two and a half or three percent, but that could be you know twenty two thousand dollars or more in savings on the listing side. Sure, and you're doing inspections and on the Cover front end. All the and- inspections on the front end as well, yes, and sometimes an appraisal, depending on how special of a property it is. That's uh, sometimes something that's necessary to have. You know, you and I were talking during the break about uh, listing at the right price. Right. I think you know we all went through, we we all kind of had a flashback from the good old days yeah. and earlier in the year, maybe the end of last year where the market was changing. It was, it was, it was increasing pretty great. Property values were increasing and people thought they're, and again, everybody listen, I do too. If you're listening, I think my house is worth more $1 than every, <laughs> more than anybody else's. And uh, I'm in the industry and I know that everybody thinks that, but I think the responsibility of a good real estate professional is actually doing their homework and educating not only a buyer, but a seller, right? Here are the comparable sales. Mm-hmm. Here's how our lender's going to look. This is what they're going to lend on your property, right? Because right? that plays a lot, even on the higher end stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, money's cheap. We're still even seeing, you know, we can do loans up to $6 million in-house on a, on a jumbo loan. So we're seeing that people are using to cheap money, banks' money, even on the larger purchases. But banks only going to lend on appraised value, not right. contract price. Are you seeing uh, some discrepancies these days? Are you having any appraisals coming short? Um, absolutely. Each time there's been a conversation about it up front, however. So, you know, we were, we were just chatting about that. If I see that something is going to come in at, you know, this range and the seller chooses to price at $50,000 higher, that's the first conversation we have. Although we may get a buyer who's willing to pay this additional amount, we're still going to come back to an appraisal. And if they're not willing to pay $50,000 above appraised value, we're going to have another negotiation. And I want to make sure that they know what's coming. Anybody could come in and say, well, list your property for, you know, 200,000 higher than it's going to sell for, who, right. how is that going to assist anybody? I mean, you're going to be angry at the end of 30 days. I'm not going to be happy, especially if I've spent all this money up front to make this happen. Yeah. And you're out looking at other properties and sure. you can have these contingent offers and your house isn't selling. And, and it reminds me, has that stigma of the old days where people were, where home prices were dropping, people were chasing the market rather mm-hmm. than accept that their house was worth 50% less than right. they paid for it. Um, but it's not that market any longer. And I think it really takes that sometimes the brutal truth with a seller. And, right. and even not and even in our markets, whether it's up north or Bay Area here, you know, we're, we're very fortunate. Our, our market here is so unique compared to the rest of the country. Uh-huh. And uh, we first suffered in the boom, first out. And our prices have exceeded the highs back then. But, you know, each property has its own uniqueness right? right whether it's on acreage or it's a multifamily property or it's a 
8,000 square foot house that has its own challenges to conquer, uh-huh. right? So, I mean, I think that that really gets back to finding the right person, the right team to work with. Yeah, agreed. And for our buyers, we come in and offer to cover all of their inspections. So they're not out any cost out of their pocket until we negotiate up front and make sure that it's the right deal for them before they're in, you know, reaching into their pocket for the appraisal. Right. We're coming up on another break. And I want to make mention again, we have a brand new location opening up in San Jose. I would like to talk to you if you're a licensed NMLS loan officer there locally in the Bay Area. We want to talk to you. Give me a call. 916-806-0606. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert, Eric Ilofsky mckay Good job on the music today, Jeremy. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending. My name's Eric Ilofsky. I'm here with Jessica Couch, and we're talking real estate. We're talking lending. And uh, we have a text question from Mary... And I lost it. Um, Alte. She was asking about Alte products. She's oh. heard a lot about Alte products. Uh, Alte is alternate paper. It's kind of those things that basically Wall Street uh, products that hedge funds come up with. Remember back in the day, Jessica, 100% one loan, no, no MI. Yes. Zero down payment. 80-20 loans were all Alte, 100% financing. Basically, anything other alternate they're alternate than Fannie and Freddie. Um, the hedge funds have kind of, the Alte has come back the last couple of years, such as alternate documentation for qualifying you, bank statement programs, where if you're self-employed and you're not showing a lot on your tax returns, we can use bank statements to help you qualify, uh, qualify income. However, those are, those are in one day out of short sale, one day out of foreclosure. These are all things that are out there today. However, you know, they're, because they're alternate and they don't fit in that box, that conforming Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac box, they're going to make you pay for it in rates. So, and loan to value, typically 20% down, and you're looking at rates that are much higher than conforming rates, but it's better than waiting. And I had this conversation with somebody the other day is why wait? Um, you know, the cost of waiting, we're seeing seven and a half, ten percent let's say in certain demographics, that four hundred that five hundred thousand dollar house is gonna cost you fifty thousand dollars more next year, not including where rates are going to be. Yeah. So it's sometimes it's a good tool to get in the market. I have a client who just got out of a divorce, credit was terrible, lost a home, perfect has some cash, perfect product for him, doesn't really care about the interest rates better than renting, and he knows he has an exit strategy when his seasoning period ends and we right. clean up his credit. And he knows he's buying and taking care taking advantage of the market now. So we had another one of those and mm-hmm. they ended up with equity of like eighty five thousand within right. a six month period. I, right. I knew it was gonna be a terrific in it's close to the community college, a you know, good mm-hmm. part of town, kind of up and coming. You know, a little rough but up and coming. Um, they they really scored on that property. Yeah, and uh, we ended up refinancing six months later into conventional, and uh, they're right; they got like eighty-five grand in six months uh, of equity. So, though it's it's a basically a again, that's one of those situations where we present you with your options, right? And run the numbers, ask you how long you're going to keep the house, what your plans are, and kind of just make a plan to to make you money. That's kind of the plan. Um, another text question. This one is doesn't give a name. Jessica, um, is it better to use home builder's agent? 
If you are going into a new home builder, I would definitely advise you to bring an agent with you for two reasons. Number one is you can't go back and and have representation. If you don't register with your agent, you you simply do not have representation. The new home builder is taking care of you. Um, Second, if you wanted to negotiate anything as much as even closing costs, which I've been able to negotiate with the home builder um, and making sure that I keep my local lender who can beat the rate. This is another little trick they play with. You, You have to use our lender to get these closing costs and the only is, way around which is it, called steering by the way yeah. if you're the, listening the only way around it is to beat our rate well what's the rate well we don't know because we're 60 to 90 days out right. okay so it, it's a little game that you would be wise to have representation and make sure that your best interest is served absolutely and just a note just and i use the analogy all the time and i use it all the time on the show is that if you are heaven forbid we're getting a divorce would you use the same divorce attorney as your spouse Will um, I save money? Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, whose side are they on? You know, and that's, it depends, I, I guess, on the I divorce, right? I from experience right? on this one. Well, <laughs> I, I just think that you need your own representation, somebody looking out for your best interest. Obviously, it doesn't cost you anything as the buyer. Right, the seller's right. paying the commission. Yep. So why not have um, somebody that's, that works just on your team, not both teams? Uh, the next thing in that is, you know, we, we, they're going to steer you. Oh, in order to us to reserve a lot, you got to get pre-approved with our lender, mm-hmm. which is, again, is called steering. And 99.9% of the time, uh, if I make a simple call to the lender, tell them who I am, and provide them with my documentation, my fully underwritten pre-approval, we don't have to have your credit score pulled. We don't have to have you go through that process again. You don't have to give a stranger your information again. So um, that is the way to approach a new homeowner, and that's a great thing. But one of the things I want to make a mention, because Jessica's too too nice to talk about, is that you know do not go in when you go into a home builder, a new home builder, and mm-hmm. you have been walking around and you have had an agent show you 30, 40 properties, and spend, take the time to educate you about the area and the market and the best way to make an offer. Don't go in and sign one of those little cards, and they may say, "Oh, we're just going to keep you on our list for upcoming properties." They're lying. But, yeah. You know, I don't want to use that term, but basically what they're doing is there's a commitment page mm-hmm. that they're bypassing your representation and they don't have to pay your agent a dime. I went through this with a couple and they walked in and said, oh, we have an agent. And they said, oh, no problem. Just sign in here. Absolutely. And then I called and they said, dream on. You're, yep. you're cut out of the deal. So I'd be very cautious with uh, putting your name on I've anything. I've actually shamed somebody through. on the radio show to get that back. Wow. Uh, an and it agent. worked? It did. Uh, it was a home builder that, that somebody listens to the show. But I think it's unfair. You know, and I... I, I if the borrower does it or the buyer does it unbeknowing, then, hey, that's our job for not telling him sure, not to sure. do so. But if you're lying to somebody to get them to sign that page so you can double in that sale, sure. that is, that is, that's a foul right, in my no, book. Right. I would agree. Um, um, not to mention that you know I would never walk somebody into a home builder without seeing all of the resale so sure. that they had that perspective. Otherwise, they don't have the perspective of what they're getting in something two years old versus brand new. Sure. And then the fixtures that go with it. That base price is a base price. That's Absolutely. before flooring, doorknobs. <laughs> you know that that price could really shoot. I want to make sure that no buyers, backyard landscaping. Yeah. Oh heck no! Yeah, I want to make sure <clears throat> that our buyers have that perspective. Right. And that's a good question. And, and you know, and, and there are great agents that work. For home builders, and I'm by, by no means am I um, grouping you all into the same uh, uh, scenario. But again, have your own representation. Have somebody on your team, and I think that's really important. All right, folks, we're coming up on our last break tonight. Great text questions again. Our text lines nine one six eight zero six zero six zero six. You're listening to Real Life Lending. It's Real Life Lending with financial services expert Eric Ilofsky McKay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. 
We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate, celebrating our fifth year on the air. I'm here with Jessica Couch. Jessica, you know, I know that we have some investors listening. I know that uh, that uh, you've got some properties there locally in the Bay Area, find a little duplex that kind of cash flows. We do. We have a, um, a two little units. Uh, they don't even share walls, so best of um, best of multi, if you ask me. This um, adorable little place in Marin County is listed at seven ninety nine, and Rentometer suggests we can get a minimum of eighteen hundred um, per unit. So I think this might make somebody a great place to live in Marin County and offset their mortgage significantly by sure. renting out their uh, guest house. You know, your total PITI payment will be around thirty nine hundred. You're going to get thirty eight hundred in rent if you're if you're uh, if you're buying it as an investment. But if you're living in one unit, that payment now is covered. You know, half of it's paid by the other side. So, right. what a great way to become a landlord, an investor, and a homeowner in one transaction. And there will be an open house this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So if you'd want <clears> details, uh, shoot me a text, 916-532-8916. Yeah, let's give all your contact information again, including your website. Uh, JessCouch.com. And my telephone number again is 916-532-8916. You know, it's, it's kind of rare that we find uh, properties in the Bay Area, you know, in good areas that are going to cash flow um, as well as be great for appreciation. Yeah, and that's one of the things. If you're an investor, you're thinking about getting in, you don't, and let's see, you know, I'm seeing another flux of new investors as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm because as as rates as as uh, rents rise right. here in Northern California, uh, they see it as a great investment. Not only are they buying in a, an appreciating asset, they're also having someone else pay off the liability. So right. it's a great tool. But you don't have to spend seven ninety nine to become an investor. You know, I, very I've true. Been looking around to see duplexes. You know, two fifty nine here in Sac- good part of Sacramento. Um, there are some other areas. I mean, there's there's a ton of them around, right? They do exist. Um, often I can go to the outlying areas to be able to find something that is um, a better cap rate and a better cash flow. Mm-hmm. It, it's often not within the city or these great areas that we know are going to appreciate. Um, I'm, I'm worried about not getting cash flow in the attempt of getting appreciation <clears throat> down the line. I want to make sure that we're, we're making this a good deal month to month for someone. Plus, all the rents now that are listed on, on the MLS are probably well under market from well, what you yeah. So, you know, you've got people that are living there for years that their landlord hasn't touched that, you know, we've seen 10, 15, 20 percent, depending on the markets um, in Northern California of rent increases. So continuously, you're going to cash flow. I mean, we have uh, I have one uh, in my pipeline right now that uh, investors buying under 300,000. It's going to cash flow six hundred dollars a month. Oh, I bet. You know, from day one. Uh, multi-unit, you got to put 25% down, um, anything two to four units, and it's still going to cash flow. Right. I mean, it's a great opportunity. No, I would agree with that. Um, if you want to go a little further out into uh, Marysville, Yuba City, we have duplexes in the you know two hundred to two fifty thousand dollar range. Um, again, rents are going to be grossly under market, um, so I, I won't give you the the amount of rents on these units because I know that we can get something greater that market value will support. Right. And again, I think it's just it's a matter of just understanding the market and and one of the things that i had a call today that's a new investor well what am i going to spend on a duplex you know i was told by my property manager three four hundred thousand dollars and depends depending where. on the market right you <laughs> right, know that's right depending on where it's at it's gonna be hard to cash flow sure you know at that purchase price and i think the biggest mistake people make is is well, if I would never live, if I'm not, if I wouldn't live there, I wouldn't expect someone else to. Yeah, and wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is an ATM. This right. is a cash machine. This is a somebody that's paying off your liability. And we have somebody that that we know, transaction we just closed that 
you know, putting a little more money than they thought, even mm-hmm. though we try to reel her in. Uh, but I think it's it's a great opportunity. So again, if you want to get pre-approved for an investment property, a first-time purchase, give me a call. My local number is nine. Don't call me my cell nine one six eight zero six zero six zero six. Jessica, your phone number one more time nine one six five three two eight nine one six. If you're a loan officer in San Jose and you want a new home, give me a call nine one six eight zero six zero six zero six. I want to thank everybody for listening to Real Life Lending. We'll see you next week.